You're listening to The Crash Pod, the only podcast about the new warriors from Marvel Comics. With your host, Thomas Lowe. You can find us at newwarriors.com or on iTunes. Be sure to like our page on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash newwarriors. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash new underscore warriors. Be sure to check out Corey Blake's page at newwarriors.wordpress.com for an amazing collection of the New Warriors history. Also, check out Doug Smith's page, novaprimepage.com. This site has an amazing amount of information on Nova, everything you'd ever want to know about Rich Rider, Sam Alexander, anything that has to do with the Nova series. All right, here we are. We're going to do the fifth episode of The Crash Pod, the New Warriors podcast. So something I want to do, I was taking notes as to what I want to talk about with the uh, issue synopsis stuff, and I thought, before I actually go into that, why don't we do a trivia thing? So I'm going to ask some questions, and you can just jot down the answers, and as I talk about the issues, it will reveal the answers to these questions. There is no right or wrong. I'm not going to quiz you. You don't have to turn it in. There's no red ink coming your way if you guess wrong. I just thought it would be something fun to do to test your knowledge on some pretty obscure, random little tidbits of uh, events that happen in these issues. Starting off, I just want to make it clear that in this episode of the podcast, I am going to cover uh, issues uh, Thor 411, because that's technically where Night Thrasher first appears, Thor 412, because that's technically the first time we actually see the New Warriors, though chronologically speaking, it is not the first time that the New Warriors have come together. Um, I will also be covering New Warriors 1, 2, 3, and 4 of Volume 1. And now, on to trivia! Trivia question number one. In Thor, issue 411, which human persona or disguise was Thor using? Got that? In issue 411 of Thor, which was the human persona, or personality, if you will, that Thor was using. Question number two. In Thor, issue number 412, what did the New Warriors offer Juggernaut that Thor also offered in issue 411? Go over that question again. In Thor, issue 412, what did the New Warriors offer Juggernaut that Thor previously offered him in issue 411? Question number three. In Thor, issue number 412, who suggests calling the Avengers or the Fantastic Four? Again, in issue 412 of Thor, who suggests calling the Avengers or the Fantastic Four? Next question. In Thor, issue number 412, according to Marvel Boy, who is the only person who can calm Night Thrasher down? In Thor 412, according to Marvel Boy, who is the only person who can calm Night Thrasher down? Alright, now into the actual issues of uh, New Warriors. In New Warriors number one, what college does Namorita go to? Again, in issue number one, what college does Namorita go to? Alright, next question. 
Who tells Night Thrasher about the coming and going of those who enter or leave Avengers Mansion? This one's pretty obscure. It's pretty much a one-liner. Who tells Night Thrasher about the coming and going of those who enter or leave Avengers Mansion? This next one's probably going to be pretty hard. It's technically got two answers because it's an acronym. And you can also, if you somehow randomly know the full name, but this one is probably even harder than the previous question. What device that Gene Tech has created awakens Terax? What device that Gene Tech has created awakens Terax? All right, next question. What does the note that Midnight's Fire left for Night Thrasher that appears in the newspaper in New Warriors number two? Again, what is the note that Midnight's Fire left for Night Thrasher that appears in the newspaper in New Warriors number two? All right, next question. When Night Thrasher and Midnight's Fire first begin fighting in Chinatown in New Warriors number two, who is it that stops the other warriors from interfering? Again, when Night Thrasher and Midnight's Fire first begin fighting in Chinatown in New Warriors number two, who is it that stops the other warriors from interfering? All right, next question. In New Warriors number three, Madthinker states that Primus will not take on any facial expressions until what? I'll repeat it. In New Warriors number three, Madthinker states that Primus will not take any facial expressions until what? All right, next question. When the New Warriors initially break into GeneTech in issue number four, which member of the New Warriors is not present? All right, I'll repeat it. When the New Warriors initially break into GeneTech in issue number four, which member of the New Warriors was not present? All right, next question. What genetic defect did Harmon Ferments have that disqualified him for what would have been the Super Soldier program? Again, what genetic defect did Harmon Ferments have that disqualified him from uh, entering what would have been the Super Soldier program. Next question. What two people did Harmon Ferments work with during his career before becoming part of GeneTech? What two people did Harmon Ferments work with during his career before becoming a part of GeneTech? Final trivia question. Are you ready? This one I think is probably one of the easiest ones. Which member of Psionics seems to suffer an untimely death in New Warriors number four? Which member of Psionics seems to suffer an untimely death in New Warriors number four? All right, with all that out of the way, let's get into it. First, we're gonna talk about Thor 411. This is officially the first appearance of Night Thrasher. This issue was written by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends. Uh, the finishes were done by Joe Sinot, S-I-N-N-O-T. Hopefully I'm not mispronouncing that name. Uh, Thor 411 was a part of the Acts of Vengeance storyline. This is a storyline in which Loki 
had basically helped all these villains escape and attack all these other teams that normally would not fight these villains. For example, Juggernaut was imprisoned in Crossmoor, which is a British maximum prison. Under the human guise of Eric Masterson, Thor appears. So there you go. That is the human persona that Thor was using at the time is Eric Masterson. Loki, who's watching uh, and looking for Thor, can't seem to find him till eventually uh, Eric turns into Thor and suddenly Loki's suddenly able to see him. So Thor remains hidden uh, while he is under the human guise. Anyway, Thor offers Juggernaut a chance to surrender says, hey, you know, before this gets out of hand, I want to give you a chance to surrender. But naturally, Juggernaut being Juggernaut declines and smacks Thor. Uh, we cut to a scene where we see Rich Rider, better known as Nova, signaling the other members of the Warriors, which include Marvel Boy, who is Vance Astrovic, Firestar, who is Angelica Jones, Robbie Baldwin, who is Speedball, Anita Prentice, who is Nemorita. Cord approaches Wayne Taylor, who is working out, and uh, Ty is watching him. It's interesting to note that in Thor 411, and I believe also as well in Thor 12, Cord is actually colored as a white person, or a white man, instead of the African-American person that he appears to be in New Warriors. I can't remember if there was an explanation for this. I don't know if he was originally written as a white person and then when Fabian took it over thought it would be better as an African-American person or if he was just incorrectly colored uh, in the pages of Thor. I'm pretty sure that's out there. I'm pretty sure there was an answer for that. I'm pretty sure that was probably answered probably in a letter page somewhere. Anyway, the scene goes back to Thor and Juggernaut pounding at one another, demolishing a train station. Juggernaut is about to slam a train car into Thor's beaten body. But it's blasted by Firestar, and the New Warriors make their first official appearance. While this is the first appearance of the New Warriors, as I said before, chronologically, it is not the first appearance of the New Warriors. Because among them is Nova, who is all powered up, and we know that in New Warriors, uh, number one, which I'll talk about, that issue starts with Night Thrasher dropping Rich Rider off of a building because Nova doesn't have his powers back. So that's where Thor 411 ends with the dramatic appearance of the New Warriors. So we switch to Thor 412, written by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, and finishes by Joe Sanat. The New Warriors offer Juggernaut a chance to surrender, but he declines. There's your answer for the other question. Speedball bounces towards him and gets batted away and goes bouncing around. Namorita and Nova try to wrap a, a, a iron beam around him, and he just breaks it. Marvel Boy's hesitant, and he recommends calling the Avengers for Fantastic Four because Juggernaut seems to be out of their league. But Night Thrasher, in all his non-powered anger, declines and tells Marvel Boy and Firestar to get Thor to safety. So now Night Thrasher, who once again has no powers, attacks Juggernaut with his skateboard. And Juggernaut knocks him off balance for a split second, but Night Thrasher manages to actually cram his skateboard into Juggernaut's face, which I don't know what that does when Juggernaut has taken punches and Thor's hammer to the face. So I'm not sure what Night Thrasher actually hoped to accomplish. But you have to give him credit for being totally courageous and facing this unstoppable person. Night Thrasher, anyway, continues to attack Juggernaut with his acid bombs, concussion grenades, none of which seem to have any impact on Juggernaut. No surprise. Juggernaut turns his back on Night Thrasher, and Night Thrasher completely loses it. Like, he literally loses it. He jumps on Juggernaut's back, pounding on him and saying, don't you ever turn your back on me. I'm gonna make you pay for what you've done, for all what of your kind have done. So clearly, there are some really, really deep 
issues with Night Thrasher. He completely loses it. So Firestar flies in and basically saves Night Thrasher, pulls him off, just as Juggernaut is about to clobber him. Nova and Namorita each drop basically a train car in Juggernaut, which doesn't do too much. Firestar, Marvel Boy notes, is the only person who can ever seem to calm Night Thrasher down when he loses it. And she does so by talking to him and basically soothing him. So it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast kind of thing here. Uh, Juggernaut tosses the train cars off him just as Thor regains consciousness. Marvel Boy tries to basically disorient Juggernaut by throwing like stuff at him using telekinesis, which I don't know why that would work, but hey, at least he's trying. Uh, Firestar blasts Juggernaut so much that his outfit actually turns white hot but it doesn't even stop him. He doesn't even feel it. He just keeps walking. So Night Thrasher tells Firestar to blast for the heart, like aim for his heart, but Firestar, who is this wonderful, kind, caring person, refuses to do it. She's afraid that if she does that, she may actually kill him. So Thor summons up this massive lightning bolt, you know, does this big dramatic scene. Boom! 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 drops a lightning bolt on Juggernaut. There's a scene where Juggernaut is just looking at him, the smoke is clearing, and he goes, was that it? And basically it has no impact on him. So we see next that he then uses his hammer to blast Juggernaut with this big mighty blast. Once again, no effect. But previous lightning strike did leave a huge gaping hole. So what they do is they basically knock Juggernaut into the hole. Namorita and Nova go get a bunch of iron beams, toss it into the hole, and Firestar melts all these iron beams, basically encasing Juggernaut within this iron prison. Now it's interesting to note that Firestar was hesitant to shoot Juggernaut in the heart with her microwave powers for fear of killing him, but apparently drowning him in liquid iron was not a concern of hers. But for whatever reason, Juggernaut is not trapped in this prison. He's actually transported into this other dimension and he yells and screams that he'll find his way and he'll make them pay. Thor basically thanks the new warriors and says, hey, I'm out of here, and leaves. And so that wraps up the pretty quick synopsis of Thor 412. So now we jump into New Warriors number one. This is written by Fabian Nicesia, and art is by Mark Bagley. This first issue is amazing. I, I can't tell you how much I love everything from the cover to basically everything that happens in between. This issue, chronologically speaking, is probably the first appearance of the New Warriors because it's when Night Thrasher is actually gathering together. So it actually takes place before the events of Thor 411 and Thor 412. While Fabian Nicesia is the writer, there's a note that the team was conceived by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends. The issue begins with Night Thrasher holding Rich Rider over a ledge telling him that the power is still in him and he can prove it by dropping him off the roof. So that's what he does. He basically just takes Rich Rider, tosses him from the roof. Rich Rider, right before Impact, has his power kick in. He flies back up and was like, how did you know that the power was still in me? And Dwayne Taylor, being the kind of jackass that he is, says, you know what? Actually, I didn't know if it would work or not. Rich begins to attack Night Thrasher, but Night Thrasher is so skilled, or perhaps because Rich is so angry, he actually manages to toss Nova to the side and basically says, you know what? Sorry about that, but I needed this to work. I need you for something. So the scene cuts over to Vance Astrovic, who at this time is known as Marvel Boy. He's trying to enter the Avengers mansion. Uh, he's really confident. He's like, once the Avengers see my telekinetic powers, they'll totally want me on the team. However, the Avengers alarm system kicks in. All these metal arms are wrapping around him, and sure enough, he doesn't get very far into the Avengers facility, which is no surprise, considering how inexperienced he is. 
Captain America opens his door and was like, hey, you know what? It's cool that you tried, but you're a little too young, and we don't have training facilities for you. Which is odd, because it's Avengers Mansion. It has all these layers. The Avengers train all the time. Captain America himself trains all the time, so why don't they have a training facility for him? I don't know. It's comics. It's comic logic. Don't dig too deep into it. So as Vance leaves, Night Thrasher spots him and calls him over and says, hey, you know what? We could use you in our group. So the scene switches over to a park that's being examined by a new company called GeneTech due to some children in the area having gotten cancer uh, because the soil has been contaminated. Nemerita, who is a part of the Empire State University Department of Environmental Science, asks Mr. Rosen, the owner of GeneTech, some questions about what's going on. He recognizes her by name as being related to Submariner. The scene switches over to Nova, Marvel Boy, and Night Thrasher at Dwayne's place, where they're joined by Cord, now colored as an African-American, and Ty. Night Thrasher explains that that his parents were murdered when he was a kid and he wants to make all criminals pay and he hopes to get one more member to be a part of the team. So who does he try to get? Cord and Night Thrasher actually tap into the Massachusetts Academy and through there they tap into the Hellfire Club and pull up their files for Angelica Jones. Angelica Jones is, as you probably know, Firestar. Night Thrasher explains he got information about Nova when S.H.I.E.L.D. collapsed, and he got information from Vance from the hot dog vendor outside of Avengers Mansion, who he pays $500 a month to inform him who comes in and out of Avengers Mansion. They contact Angelica Jones, Firestar, on the phone and tell her to meet them in 30 minutes because they know who she is and what she can do. The scene shifts to Springdale, New York, where Robbie Baldwin, better known as Speedball, is being dragged to yet another art exhibit by his mother. That scene cuts back over to Namrita and G-Tech, who is using the AILEAC, A-I-L-E-A-C, which stands for the Ambient Ionic Energy Locator and Collector, which pinpoints all forms of radioactive contamination, isolating the tainted terra firma into casings and running it through a series of multi-band electronic resonating transmissions. Yes, I had to write that down because there was no way I could memorize that. Once again, because it's part of that trivia, Namorita and GeneTech are using the ALIAC, A-I-L-E-A-C, which stands for the Ambient Ionic Energy Locator and Collector. This is what inadvertently awakens Terax. Back to Night Thrasher, Nova, and Marvel Boy. Firestar shows up, blasting a hole in the wall. She's furious, wants to know what is going on. Night Thrasher tries to explain to her that he wants her on their team. She's absolutely furious. Uh, basically, Nova and Marvel Boy both say, hey, you know what? It was his idea. Just then, the rumbling from Terax reaches them, and the four of them respond. Namorita tries to take take on Terax, but gets boulders basically chucked at her. Robbie, or Speedball, watches from the news, sneaks out of the art gallery using his kinetic energy to change into Speedball and bounces towards the action. Current members of the New Warriors try to battle Terax without much success. Mr. Rosen of GeneTech tells Night Thrasher that the readings indicate that Terax draws his power from the connection to the surface Earth. Speedball shows up at the fight, and Marvel Boy contains Speedball in a telekinetic field until the bubbles have built up enough energy to basically fire off like a machine gun, which actually severely damages Terax. It rips him apart. Nova and Namorita throw Terax into the air, and boom, he explodes. The Avengers show up just in time, basically take over, and Mr. Walt Rosen thanks the Avengers that they were there and that they were a great help and that they can get things right now. 
The new warriors get absolutely no thanks, and despite Night Thrasher having only wanted it to be four members, he asked them all to be a part of the new warriors. So we roll on to issue number two. This was written by Fabian Nasizia and art by Mark Bagley. We see a mysterious shadowed figure take down some cops. This will eventually turn out to be Midnight's Fire. The scene goes to the new warriors, all training with Cord, and he's directing them on what to do, what to watch for, and basically telling Speedball to be quiet. It becomes clear that there's more to Ty, however, when Speedball gets distracted and nearly slams into her, except she manages to jump over him so that he basically collides into Nova and then proceeds to bounce off Namorita. Which, I mean, who would not want to hit on Namorita? Ty shows Dwayne the newspaper, which reads that three officers were killed and a note that says, Thrashed by the night. A note left for Dwayne by Midnight's Fire. Cord and Ty seem to suspect they know who's responsible, but Dwayne admits he should have known he would come for him. Night Thrasher begins to explain how several months ago he was telling a woman he suspected had connections to a local gang. He is attacked by someone calling himself Midnight's Fire, and the woman is his sister, Silhouette. Together, the three of them uh, basically determine they're all on the same side. They actually want to take down this gang. So together, the three of them actually take down a Korean gang. Night Thrasher takes them back to their headquarters and court admits to disliking Midnight's Fire. Midnight's Fire, Silhouette, and Night Thrasher were about to bust another gang when the police show up. Midnight's Fire explains that they have to stop the police, but Dwayne forcibly holds him back, explaining that they can't just go around killing cops. One of the gang members opens fire on the police, and that gang member is shot as well by the cop. The result, however, is the gang member arm flinches, and this leads to Silhouette basically being shot in the back. Midnight's Fire breaks free of Dwayne's hold and cuts him in the face. Midnight's Fire rushes to Silhouette's side and holds her swearing vengeance against Night Thrasher. And you get the impression here that perhaps she has died from the gunshot wound because they don't really explain what her condition is after this. Uh, I should say they don't explain her condition after this for the flashback. Night Thrasher admits he's fearful of Midnight's Fire because he is faster, stronger, and way more lethal than Dwayne. The rest of the New Warriors, without Night Thrasher, go to Chinatown to try to track down Midnight's Fire. The scene shifts back to Gene Tech members watching the New Warriors' previous battle with Terax, and they're making mention of using the New Warriors and hiring someone who can think things through, if you will, a mad thinker. The New Warriors use Firestar's illumination to try to call out Midnight's Fire, who finally does show up. Night Thrasher soon shows up as well, dropped off by Cord from a helicopter. Midnight's Fire basically begins tearing into Night Thrasher. Uh, you see a vicious, vicious fight, but you can tell that Midnight's Fire definitely seems to have the upper hand. Marvel Boy says that they need to help, but Namorita says, This is a fight about honor. We will only help if we're asked. So Namorita actually stops the rest of the warriors from jumping in and basically assisting Night Thrasher. Midnight's Fire and Night Thrasher fight it out pretty hard until Night Thrasher finally gets the upper hand and begins using a choke wire. He's told to stop by none other than Silhouette, who is revealed to be alive but crippled. She is on crutches and has no movement uh, from her waist down, essentially. A gang shows up on the rooftops threatening to fire into the crowd that's gathered and watching this if they don't release Midnight's Fire. At that moment, Midnight's Fire headbutts 
Night Thrasher and gives the command to basically fire on the new warriors who are also among the crowd. Nova tears after the gang members and Namorita tells them to wait. They need to act as a team and Nova gets blasted and she shouts, he better be okay, which I think is the first indication that perhaps she has feelings for him because Fabian likes to lay stuff out way in advance. Down below, Midnight's Fire presses his advantage overnight Thrasher and tells him that it ends tonight. However, the very people that Midnight's Fire told he would protect see that he was lying since he was willing to have the gang members fire down into the crowd and they give Night Thrasher the advantage once again by assisting. Night Thrasher cuts Midnight Fire's face similar to how he had done it to Night Thrasher and leaves him for the cops to arrest. The new warriors question if Dane would have killed Midnight's Fire if he had the chance, if they hadn't stopped him, and he remarks, You decide. New Warriors number 3, written by Fabian Nasiza and art by Mark Bagley. This issue begins with a shadowed figure observing Gene Tech's conference. The shadowed figure is revealed to be Mad Thinker and his android, Primus. It's noted that Primus refuses to complete his facial expressions until, in his own words, becomes a whole person. The scene shifts to Namorita at the Empire State Building where she tells her two roommates, Becky and Debbie, that she's going to go take a break and go for a swim. When she dives in the water, she immediately flies out of the water in pain. Mad Thinker appears and apologizes, explaining that it's probably the brand of chlorine that they use in the pool that he didn't account for, and that Primus was trying to get a sample of her biochemical information of her unique physiology. He tells her to meet on Friday, 10 p.m., where she forged the will to fight those who abuse the Echosphere. The scene shifts to Speedball, where his parents are arguing over his mother going to Brazil to be a part of the Project Earth. His father believes that they're nothing but, basically, glorified terrorists. Speedball uses this distraction to leave and is captured shortly after by Primus, who envelops him. Mad Thinker lets him go, however, after showing he captured Niles and learned everything he needed to learn from the cat. He tells Speedball to go to the second most important spot in his life on Friday at 10 p.m. to learn more about himself and his powers. The scene shifts to Dwayne having found where Silhouette lives through Midnight Fire's arrest record, and he wants to talk to her, but she says there is nothing left to discuss. At that moment, what appears to be a gang member enters a room and engages in combat with Twain, and after beating him quickly, flees. The gang member turns out to be none other than Primus, who meets Mad Thinker in the alleyway and confirms that Twain has no special powers. The scene shifts over to Richard Ryder, Nova, getting yelled at by his father to go back and finish high school. Rich leaves and goes to the gym and packs his stuff, where he's taunted by several other weightlifters. To prove himself, he lifts several hundred pounds of weights, with one hand, effortlessly. Karen, who works at the front desk at the gym, hands Richard a note about going to where his past, present, and future all met themselves to learn more about himself. The scene shifts to Angelica Jones, Firestar, using her powers to heat up food and coffee, and she thinks about how afraid she is to use her powers. Her friends Jupiter and Kelly come by and pick her up, and she goes to school. At school, she looks for Yasif, who apparently borrowed her notes, but she's approached by Mad Thinker and Primus. Primus, who mimics Mad Thinker's clothing and hair, and they tell her, go to the place where you most recently were forced to confront your fears this Friday at 10 p.m. The scene switches over to Vance Astrovig, better known as Marvel Boy, and he walks in on his father reading his personal journal. His father is upset because Vance is basically using his mutant powers. Mad Thinker and Primus observe from a van listening in, and Mad Thinker tells Primus to intervene. 
Just as his father is about to punch Vance, Vance uses his telekinetic powers to hoist his father up in the air and explains that the condition of his father's return back to the house was that he would never, ever hit him again, already indicating that there's a history of domestic abuse. This is very important later on for Vance's story. When Vance lets him down, he thinks how he could have accidentally really hurt his father. When he notices a message on his computer screen that reads, Tomorrow night, where this determination was forced, so will it be tempered. Come find your future at 10 p.m. Namorita is the first to arrive at the Tarak scene where they had fought in issue number one, followed by Nova, then Night Thrasher, then Marvel Boy and Firestar arrive at the same time. Matt Thinker explains that he was hired by Gene Tech to gather information about them and that Gene Tech is interested in creating a team of superheroes and giving it to the highest bidder. Night Thrasher furiously punches off Mad Thinker's head, revealing him to be nothing but a robot. Primus reacts by attacking Night Thrasher, who dodges out of the way. Nova cuts his hand trying to attack Primus, because uh, Primus has basically made his skin do like a bunch of razors. Uh, Speedball finally arrives and holds up Mad Thinker's robotic head, which assures Primus he's actually quite fine and that he is far away and safe. Primus leaves, holding Mad Thinker's head, saying, Hey, why didn't you tell me that you were a robot? And all this other stuff. So they kind of have this comedic moment as they're walking off. And the new warriors realize that Mad Thinker does not intend to tell Gene Tech about the information he's gathered, but he has given the new warriors a clue as about to what Gene Tech wants to do. New Warriors number four, written by Fabian Nicesia and art by Mark Bagley. The new warriors... Sand Speedball, break into Gene Tech. However, they're immediately attacked and picked off one by one by members of Psionics, but they don't know it's Psionics because they've not yet been introduced. First to go down is Marvel Boy. He's taken down by what appears to be a telepathic attack. Next, Nova is grabbed by what appears to be an energy lash. Night Thrasher is seemingly attacked by darkness. While he's enveloped in this darkness, we see what appears to be a flashback to Dwayne seeing his parents dead, though their faces have been completely obscured. Firestar is taken out next. Something zaps her and she zones out of the fight. Namorita is the last one to be taken down by something moving extremely fast, which cuts her just slightly, but it appears that whatever cut her uh, is laced with poison and basically saps all her energy and she is taken down. We see the attackers standing over the new warriors, but we're not giving a clear picture of what they look like yet. The scene shifts to Speedball, who arrives to the meeting spot, but he's greeted by Ty, who gives him a tracking device to track down the rest of the New Warriors. The scene shifts once again to the captured member of the New Warriors, where Hammond Ferments gives a rundown to his origin story. He apparently graduated from Stanford University in 1933 at the age of 15. He had been a candidate for the Super Soldier program, but was denied later due to being a hemophiliac. This, if you don't know, is if you get cut, you bleed a lot. He's furious because his genetic defect, he was declined what would eventually be the Super Soldier Program and would have possibly made him Captain America, the symbol of hope for the world. Uh, in the 1950s, he spent time working with Howard Stark in hopes of finding out more about genetic knowledge. Howard Stark, as you probably know, is the father of Tony Stark, better known as Iron Man. He also had a hand in teaching Reed Richards when he was younger, and we know that Reed Richards eventually becomes Mr. Fantastic, the leader of the Fantastic Four. All of this only made him more furious that wonderful things were happening to those around him, but not actually to himself. The scene cuts over to Speedball, who locates the Genetech building and tries to sneak in and gets his elbow stuck. So he bangs his elbow repeatedly, building up kinetic energy until he actually blows a massive hole in the wall. 
Scene goes back to the New Warriors, and Mr. Rosen introduces the members of the team that beat the New Warriors, a team known as Psionics. First, we have Cornary, a former medical student who now has the ability to psionically manipulate a person's biometabolic process. Next is Pretty Persuasions, an exotic dancer who stimulates the pleasure center of a person's brain using her little whip. Next we have, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this one, I always pronounce it Matthew Maniac, who's basically a genius level student who uses a form of what's basically math telepathy. And then we have Asylum, a former mental patient who engulfs people into her shadowy mist, turning their minds inside out, often revealing like a truth about themselves that they may or may not want to see. And then last we have Impulse, a former street gang member prone to violence who moves at the speed of thought. All of them were normal people genetically enhanced through gene tech. Rosen even says that he's not even entirely pleased with the outcome of the experiment, so he seems to have reservations about it. Uh, Speedball arrives and kicks in the vent and manages to get Impulse to cut the generator line that keeps New Warriors caged. This allows New Warriors to basically break free. As this is happening, the police and the news arrive outside gene tech alerted by the alarm that Speedball set off when he blew a hole in the wall. Night Thrasher gives the command to attack, kicking Mathematic in the face. Coronary controls Firestar, basically lifting up her arms when she's about to blast him and blasts a hole in the roof. But Navmarita comes up from behind and flies him through the hole in the ceiling that he had just made Firestar make. Asylum basically consumes Marvel Boy who begins having flashbacks of his father, dropping yet even more hints of the obvious domestic violence that's there. Firestar blasts Asylum but it has no effect so Nova basically punches Asylum in the face and it knocks her mask off and she basically can't maintain her form and just becomes this misty thing on the ground. Coronary causes Namorita to have a stomach pain while they're up in the air so she lets him go because she grabs her stomach and he basically plummets to what appears to be his death and he shatters on the floor. The fight between Impulse and Night Thrasher gets pretty intense. It's a good fight scene and Night Thrasher dodges Impulse but also loses control of his anger once again and it's Harmon Fermitz who is forced to try and stop Night Thrasher from continuing to beat Impulse to a pulp by grabbing Night Thrasher's arm. Night Thrasher spins on Harmon and basically pulls the blade out of his glove and says something on the lines of, Oh, you're a hemophiliac, are you? Basically, Nova has to fly in, throw Night Thrasher against the wall, and Marvel Boy basically uses his telekinesis to hold him there to calm him down. Mr. Rosen explains that Harmon's vision is a good one, but they've clearly gone astray with the people that they've used and they will try to make things right. The story concludes with a woman watching television, noting that the boy is back, and her focus is strictly on Nova. Who that woman is is revealed much later in the series, showing that Fabian is laying down future storylines way in advance. It's probably no spoiler, but I'll let you know it's basically Lady Sphinx, who plays a very big part in the New Warriors history. And that pretty much wraps up this synopsis. I want to keep these short because that's all I'm really doing is talking about the issues. But I thought the trivia in the beginning uh, would be something fun that, you know, you write down those questions or you write down the answers. And by the time I finish talking about the synopsis, you can see if you remember the New Warriors as well as you think you do. I can tell you I would have gotten most of those questions wrong myself because those are some pretty obscure questions. But I thought they were fun little facts. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, hopefully you're here for the next one and the one after that and the one after that. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed what I've done here. Uh, if you have any any comments, questions, concerns, whatever, you can go to facebook.com forward slash new warriors, or you can send us a tweet at 
That's new underscore warriors. Or you can even go to newwarriors.com and uh, you can either send us an email or we even have a forum on there that you can join. I would love to hear from you. Anything you have, any thoughts, anything. Like I said, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you'll be here for the rest of them. Thanks. You're listening to The Crash Pod, the only podcast about the new warriors from Marvel Comics. With your host, Thomas Lowe. You can find us at newwarriors.com or on iTunes. Be sure to like our page on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash newwarriors. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash new underscore warriors. Be sure to check out Corey Blake's page at newwarriors.wordpress.com for an amazing collection of the New Warriors history. Also, check out Doug Smith's page, novaprimepage.com. This site has an amazing amount of information on Nova, everything you'd ever want to know about Rich Rider, Sam Alexander, anything that has to do with the Nova series. 